Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to Locked On Sooners. Coming up on today's show, I want to give you some final thoughts on the Lincoln Rally departure. We're going to talk about the recruiting impact that it's had over the last six days and what's next for Oklahoma in their coaching search. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to Locked On Sooners. My name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. You can read my work covering the Oklahoma Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners or on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And like I said, I'm going to offer some final thoughts, the recruiting impact, and talk about what's next for OU. Man, it's been a whirlwind of a week. Uh, I know it has been for, for many Sooners fans. If you're on social media at all, it's just been one of those things where everybody can't stop talking about Lincoln Riley's departure, the coaching search, all that. And I just kind of wanted to spend a week, you know, just uh, a little bit of time to kind of wrap up the Lincoln Riley departure because I don't feel like we've had a true opportunity to really process everything that went down. And to keep to kind of even I don't know look back a little bit on on this season on some of his tenure and before we go forward now I do want to mention uh, so it's the Christmas season but and I'm not wearing this in honor of defensive coordinator Alex Grinch this is for Lincoln Riley in particular uh, he is the guy that stole Christmas um, and that's going to be what we talk about in our recruiting segment because Lincoln Riley didn't just leave the Oklahoma Sooners he left the Oklahoma Sooners in a, in a period that could really hurt the Sooners in the future. Uh, the 2022 class has already been impacted. 2023 has been as well. And it's a lot of just the way that he left. I mean, I don't think many people are that shocked that a college football coach would leave. Now, I'm a little bit surprised that he would leave a premier program like Oklahoma because it's one of the five to ten best jobs in the country that you just don't leave to go to another place. Like it's, it's not a stepping stone program. You know, it's kind of like when, um, like when urban Meyer, he, he went to Ohio state, he was at Florida, had several years off, ended up at Ohio state. Like that's the only way that this kind of thing happens. Like if you're a college coach and you've been at one premier program, the only way that you end up going to another premier program is if you've had some time in between. You look at Nick Saban in Alabama. He was at LSU, won a national title, went to the NFL for a short time, and then ended up at Alabama. Like he's not – sorry, yeah. And then he's not um, going to go from LSU to Alabama. Like coaches just aren't going to do that because, one, the rivalry. Two, you're going from a really strong program to another strong program. And that's what Lincoln Riley's doing here. And, and we saw it the, just the very next day with Brian Kelly going from Notre Dame to LSU. Now, you know, there's – like Notre Dame is the historical brand, right? They're the brand that – has all of the history, the national championships, the Heisman Trophy winners. They've got everything in their past. In recent years, it's not been as successful like the last two decades. They've had some really strong teams at times, but they haven't, like Oklahoma, they haven't necessarily been able to get over the hump. Whereas LSU's got three national titles uh, in the last two decades with three different coaches. It's understandable why a head coach might want to move from a Notre Dame who isn't in a conference as the conferences seem to be getting more and more power 
and more and more opportunity through TV contracts and then go to a place like LSU. But from for Oklahoma to go from Oklahoma to USC, to go from a team that's about to join the SEC and will be one of the top teams in the SEC, though it'll be a challenge to win it. There's no denying that. And it'll be a little bit of a challenge getting into the college football playoff. But when college football playoff expansion happens, it'll be inevitable that three SEC teams at minimum will get into the college football playoff. But moving to a USC team that's been pretty average over the last decade or so since Pete Carroll left, they've they've had some good years, but also, I mean, they haven't been a national title contender. And they're coming off of a year that they fired their head coach after two games and didn't really recover from that. Going to the SE, the to USC, it just has me thinking like Lincoln Riley ultimately wasn't up to the pressure of leading the only game, like the, the top dog in town. Oklahoma is the top dog in Oklahoma sports. You got the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're great. It's fun to have them around. At the same time, they don't move the needle quite like Oklahoma football does. Look at Oklahoma State. They're getting ready to play in a Big 12 championship game against Baylor. They've got their college football playoff lives on the line. They've got a chance to earn a college football playoff spot if they can win this game. But it's not even really being talked about all that much. They're flying under the radar this week heading to Arlington because everything's been so centered around Lincoln Riley's departure, the Oklahoma coaching search, and that's – that's evidence that like the Oklahoma Sooners are the top dog in the state at the same time. So then you look over to Los Angeles where USC is and who's the top dog in Los Angeles. It's the Lakers. You got the Lakers. Then you got the Dodgers. I would say those are probably your two top teams in the, in the the Los Angeles area. Uh, And then after that, it's a bunch of teams that are competing for attention. So you've got USC, you've got, the Los Angeles uh, Clippers, you've got the Los Angeles Angels, the Los Angeles Rams, the Chargers, and then, you know, to a little bit of a lesser extent, the Los Angeles Kings in hockey. And, and then you got the LA galaxy as well. Like let's not, we're not going to sell them short. Like soccer is really on the rise. And so as Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans kind of step into the future, like they're, they're a team that's competing for the attention of, I mean, millions upon millions of Angelinos and Southern Californians, at the same time, that attention is being divided to all the four major sports. You also got the UCLA Bruins. I mean, let's not let's not sell on the fact that uh, that Chip Kelly is improving that UCLA team over there. So he's going to not have the same attention that he had in Oklahoma. Now he'll get a lot of national attention. He'll get some a lot of local attention too because the LA Times is a big time you know media. Um, conglomerate like the they have a lot of resources to put into following the usc program but as you saw like with usc football this year like when they're not playing well they're not showing up there were some there were some uh pictures of the stands last weekend and it looked like a kansas game that's how disinterested los angeles fans were in going to watch USC. Now there's no doubt that, that Lincoln Riley will improve that program and, and have them playing better football. But at the first sign of trouble, the support's going to dwindle and they're, they're going to go watch somebody else. You know, think about like in September, who's making runs for the playoffs in September. You got the Dodgers and maybe the angels at times, like the Dodgers are going to be perennial playoff contenders. So they're going to have the attention of a lot of people in SoCal. 
October, who gets going? The Lakers and the Clippers. You got the NFL on Sundays. I mean, the, the professional sports, they're going to carry that town. And they've got some good teams right now. So, you know, Lincoln Riley's going to be able to fly under the radar a little bit in that town. And, and maybe that's what he wanted. Maybe he wanted to be able to coach a team that isn't going to be the premier event in, in that, that area or that state. And if that's the case, like then, okay, fine. Like you're, you're not up to the challenge, you know, and there's, and there've been talks that he didn't really like the idea of moving to the sec. It's hard to say whether or not those are accurate. He, you know, the, the Oklahoma leadership says that he was on board. He said he was on board, but it's hard to say. I mean, why would you then move when they're heading to the sec in maybe the next year or in several years, it's, it's just hard to, to kind of wrap my mind around that idea when, um, yeah, when like he was, if, if he was a big part of the discussions and a big proponent of it, then to like just up and leave and then leave Oklahoma high and dry kind of as you're, as the team's getting ready to go to the sec, it's just kind of soft. Um, that's really about the only way I can put it. And then you just look at the way this whole season has transpired. It's just not been a, a team that has had much consistent play. They've played, I don't know, sloppy football is the best way to put it. Unfocused football. The penalties that this team uh, accrued was just ridiculous at times. You just look at that Oklahoma State game. Yeah, some of it was on the officiating, which was bad at times. But a lot of it was on them, too. Like, you got Perry on Winfrey going off sides I don't know how many times in this game. I can just think off the top of my head four or five times where he jumps off sides. And as an interior defensive lineman, like, that is – that's like impossible to do unless you're just not even looking at the football. Yes. You're trying to time the snap count and you're trying to get a jump on it. But after the first couple of times and they get you with that hard, that hard count, maybe you want to start watching the football and quit giving five yards free to your, for the, to the opposition. Like, you know, Riley said in his press conference, like one of those is good, but five of them that it's just ridiculous. And, you know, they're holding penalties all year long. They, you know, just mental miscues and mental mistakes that just showed that this was a team that had had a lack of focus. And maybe it's because their head coach had a lack of focus. Maybe it's because their head coach wasn't interested in coaching this team anymore. Because if you if you believe the LA Times report, which I do, you know, newspaper writers aren't in the business of reporting things that aren't true, especially at big, you know, uh, big media, big papers, because it's, that could cost them their job if they if they report something that's not accurate. You know, it says that Riley's representatives were in discussion with USC throughout the season. And if that's true, which I believe it to be true, then it's clear he wasn't focused on coaching the Oklahoma Sooners football team in 2021. And that's a travesty. And that will be the the legacy that he left on Oklahoma football when he leaves. The Big 12 championships, they don't matter. The college football playoff appearances, they don't matter either. Those Heisman Trophy winners, sure, congrats. You got those in your pocket. You can claim those. You can claim what you did with those quarterbacks. But you'll always be remembered as the guy that left Oklahoma in the way you left in a season that was obviously not one of your best coaching performances because you were distracted and looking for another job. So coming up next, let's talk about the recruiting impact of all this. There have been some names that have dropped off of Oklahoma's commitment list. There have been some names that have reaffirmed their commits. 
We'll talk about that next here on Locked On Sooners. But first, I want to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues, the, it's March to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. And BetOnline is a great place to go if you want to uh, put some money down on the conference championship games that are happening today. Uh, You've got some great college football action going on. And, I mean, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, that's or Oklahoma State and Baylor, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think that's going to be kind of a throwback to, you know, just some, some classic defensive battles. Yeah, right now you got Oklahoma State minus six, which I kind of like that. I mean, if you're if you're looking at, you know, throwing some money down, I kind of like Oklahoma State minus six. That's that the, the Oklahoma State offense has been really, really good in recent weeks. And the defense obviously is one of the best. Baylor might be without Gary Bohannon again. <laughs> And if that's the case, I don't necessarily think Baylor's going to be able to play or to, to score enough to cover that. Um, some more interesting lines here. You got Cincinnati minus 10 against Houston. I think Houston can keep it close in this one um, and, and cover that spread. And then you got Georgia minus six and a half versus Alabama. That'll be an interesting matchup as well. Um, based on what we've seen recently, it, it's that's a hard that's a hard choice because I mean, if, if Alabama plays offense like they played against um, Auburn, I don't know if they'll score against Georgia. Uh, now, Georgia, you know, they, their, their schedule is their schedule. They, they've dominated pretty much everybody, but they haven't really given up a lot of, you know, they haven't really played anybody uh, of substance this year. Um, but they've dominated everybody. So, you know, they, they're, good, they're a good team. Like, they're not just, like, winning, winning uh, close games against average teams. They're, like – you know, holding teams to like less than 10 points a game or something like that. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Now let's talk recruiting, 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 good gravy. The Oklahoma Sooners have had some, some decommits this week that really have moved the needle for their recruiting rankings. Uh, Their 2022 class was a top seven class. Uh, Now it's ranked 17th by 247 sports. They had decommitments from Relique Brown, who was a five-star running back, um, He's now flipped to USC in the 2023 class. You got Malachi Nelson, the quarterback, and Makai Lemon, the wide receiver, who have both flipped to USC. Not surprising. Thanks a lot for that, Lincoln Riley. Uh, And we've seen that drop from the number one recruiting class um, to – let's see if I can find it. I had it. They dropped from number one to number – eight currently uh, with three commits. They still have a couple four stars, but all their five stars are off the board at this point. Um, you know, the, the, the 2023 class currently Deandre Moore, Luke Haas and Joshua Bates. So big shout out to Deandre Moore, Deandre Moore out of Nevada who transferred to Los Alamitos high school to go play with Makai Lemon and Malachi Nelson as they're all looking to go to Oklahoma he 
he reaffirmed his commitment. He said in a, a piece with Steve Wolfong from 247 Sports that he was committed to Oklahoma. He's been wanting to go to Oklahoma since he was in the seventh grade. That's a, that's a long time. And he's like, I'm still about the University of Oklahoma. I'm committed to DeMarco Murray. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to play football. And shout out to him. And you've seen several other Sooners commits come out and do that in, in the last week as well as others have decommitted. Others have reaffirmed their commitments. You got Jacob Sexton, uh, Jake Taylor, uh, Luke uh, Caden Helms is is kind of he's kind of eyeballing it just to see what's going to happen. But you know he's he's kind of just waiting to see where where he's headed. Um, but you know the assistant coaches have kind of been out on the trail, just meeting with with players. You know they got out there with Gavin Sawchuk uh, for the 2022 class, who's still still committed. He hasn't decommitted yet. Caden Helms is still um, kind of weighing his options. You got Robert Spears Jennings out of Tol- uh, Broken Arrow, who recommitted, um, and then you got you know they're they're getting out there and making sure that um, these guys know that the Oklahoma Sooners football program is still strong and still going to be going strong. It's you know like they said in the press conference this past week. It's bigger than one man. The program is bigger than one man. This is still Oklahoma. It's still a premier place uh, to play football and to coach college football. And they're not concerned about what's going to happen on the in the future. They believe that they're going to be able to find a strong leader for this next generation of football players. And they're going to find someone that can carry Oklahoma into the future. And I believe that. I believe that they're going to find a great head coach that's going to help them continue to build, uh, build off of what Lincoln Riley did and maybe hopefully take them to another level because – uh, as we saw under Lincoln Riley, they weren't able to get over the college football playoff hump. They had disappointing uh, losses in Big 12 play at times, and it, it just never really fully achieved the the promise that that was there. Uh, you know, the the big thing to watch still is Caleb Williams. You know, we don't know what Caleb Williams is going to do. Uh, there's still a lot to be determined on that front. But he went to the basketball game the other night when Oklahoma beat Florida. Uh, number 14 ranked Florida, we should say. Uh, and so, I mean, so that's a good sign. Like he's still kind of living his life, you know, living his college life out in, out in public. But that, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean he's staying. What it means is at least he's like still, com- like he's still in on what's going on at the university, whether he stays long-term. I think that's still to be determined. A lot will be determined based on, you know, the coach or the the coordinator hire, but I don't know. He just kind of seems like a guy that that is there. He's going to be there regardless, but it still remains to be seen. Uh, but yeah, just it, this week has definitely hurt the Oklahoma Sooners recruiting class, and it was bound to. I mean, there's there's no way around that. Um, you always look at these kids when they were when they commit to a school. They're not just committing to a school. They're they're committing to a coach. Uh, they're committing to a, a style, a program, a system something they think will help them uh, potentially achieve their dreams of getting to the next level. And so some attrition to the recruiting classes is inevitable. You expect it, but it's definitely, it's been, it's been hard to watch. You know, it's hard to watch your five-star commitments walk out the door and go with the guy that just left your team. And I think that's the thing that makes this more, all the more sour is that not that not only did Lincoln Riley leave, but he took, three five-star commitments at least out the door with him. Um, and there's potential that others could fall away as well uh, in the coming weeks after Oklahoma makes its head coaching higher and then and kids decide what they want to do with their future. And you can't fault them. Like I, I don't blame the kids because they got to do what they feel like is best for their future. They've got to, you know, 
go where they want to go. It, this is the time to do it. You know, the transfer portal allows a lot of free movement in college football. And at the same time, that's not necessarily a good thing, but um, before they get to school, I mean, you can do what you want, you know, like it's, I mean, you can always do what you want. You can transfer, whatever you, you have the right to make your decisions. It's just hard to watch. It, it's that's just what it is. And that's, yeah, like I said, those are the things, this is part of what Lincoln Riley will be remembered for is, you know, the, the way it impacted Oklahoma, not just him leaving, but the future and what it means uh, for the Oklahoma Sooners. But um, they've got, they're still hot hot and heavy in their coaching search. Um, We'll talk about where they're at, what are some of the rumors, where, where they're landing and, and who might still be, uh, a target for them coming up next. But I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And get it, it's high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Peanut butter brownie is my favorite. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order by going to Built.com using promo code LOCKED15. Hey, and thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Uh, I meant to have an episode out for you on Thursday and Friday, um, just having some things going on uh, with the family that uh, had me fall asleep earlier than I meant to and not able to record. So uh, my apologies. Uh, Thank you again so much, though, for making Locked On Sooners your listen. We're having a great week. Numbers are great. Subscribers are up. So make sure you hit the subscribe button if you're following on YouTube. Uh, Hit the like button as well. Let people know that you enjoy the show. Uh, and share it with your friends and family on Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media, put it in the group chat, the DMS, uh, wherever you do that. But thank you so much. I hope you're having a great holiday season so far. We're starting to do our decorating around the house. Again, we got the, we got the Christmas, Christmas wear out as well. Uh, got the whole family decked out and some, some Grinch stuff. And one day, one day, uh, in the, in the coming weeks, we'll talk about favorite holiday movies as well. It was a great episode last time with, uh, or last year with David, um, former co-host as we talked about our favorite holiday movies uh, so we'll do that again coming up in the, in the next uh, coming weeks uh, but let's talk about what's next for OU they still need to make a coaching hire and I think I think everybody at this point is pretty confident in the future of the program because you're confident in president leadership from Joseph Haraz you're pre- you're confident in Joe Castiglione the athletic director and Bob Stoops being around I don't know. It just provides like a same level of confidence. You feel so much more comfortable with where this team is heading because Bob Soups tells you to be comfortable with where this team's heading. Uh, I don't know. It just gives you that kind of confidence, but um, several still, you know, several names that they're, I think they're really eyeing you hear You have obviously we talked about Brent Venables a lot on the show in the last few episodes. And I think he's still probably the top name that they're looking at. I don't necessarily think that, that they're going to go away from him. There've, there've been some talks that maybe they they're still trying to iron out some details, uh, but it, it's hard to say. 
he's still been doing some recruiting for Clemson. So that might be a sign that maybe they're going in another direction, but who knows man, it's, it's so hard to like read the tea leaves with these coaches and, and understand what they're trying to do. Uh, but another name that's been thrown out is Dan Lanning, the defensive coordinator at Georgia. I think that'd be a great hire as well. Obviously he's doing a fantastic job with the Bulldogs and their defense under Kirby smart. Uh, so that'd be, that'd be great as well. Uh, there's been talk. I've seen talk about Dave Aranda at Baylor. Now he's coaching in the big 12 championship game. So he's not going to be available to uh, talk to or commit to another team until after that's done. But I think that would be a great hire personality aside. He's a great head coach. He's a great defensive mind. And I think he'd do a really good job with the program. And then there's Luke fickle over at Cincinnati. I think that's somebody that they should still consider. Uh, it, it, it remains to be seen exactly what his hopes are for the future. I mean, he's a former Ohio state guy, uh, played there, coached there. Uh, he was an interim coach there for a time after Jim Chess, Jim Tressel got fired, but then he got overlooked. They passed him over as the permanent head coach after a six and six season uh, and went with Urban Meyer. So is there a possibility that, that kind of still sticks in his craw that they decided to go away from him? I don't know. Uh, but he would be going from Cincinnati who, you know, it's a, a decent football. He's turned it into a really good football program. And back when they were in the Big East, they were, you know, they were a strong program, but they haven't really been that since being in the American Athletic Conference. But, you know, they're making the jump to the Big 12, to the Power Five. Would he want to stay with them as they make that move? Or would he consider a move to a premier program like Oklahoma? I think it's a question worth asking. He's playing in the American Athletic Conference championship game today against Houston. So that kind of, it just kind of depends on where they're at with that. Uh, John Hoover from All Sooners SI reported last night on Friday night that the Sooners were getting ready for an introductory head uh, press conference to introduce their next head coach on either Sunday or Monday. So it seems like we're getting close to kind of knowing where, what direction they're heading with their head coaching hire. Um, he said that it could be announced on Saturday or even Sunday uh, who the next head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners is going to be. We're all waiting with bated breath to find out who that's going to be. Um, this week has been, it's been kind of fun, like just following along and seeing what everybody's thinking about it. Um, it's been fun to talk about it for sure, because uh, it's an important, it's a huge hire. Like the, the next 20 years of Oklahoma football could be determined based on who they hire. It could be great. Uh, it could go down the tubes and it could be a, you know, three or four year, five year hire that doesn't, um, doesn't matter to anything or doesn't, uh, amount to anything uh, or it could be great. And I, I am of the mind that I think it's going to be great. I think whoever they bring in, because there's a lot of really good names out there that they could pursue, whoever they bring in is going to be a really good coach with a lot of promise. It's going to um, carry this team to the next level. Um, I think they're going to be a team that's going to be able to get back into national title contention, like legit national title contention. Um, and, and have a team, especially if it's a defensive mind, like all those names that I mentioned earlier, Dave Aranda, uh, Brent Venables, Dan Lanning, Luke Fickle, those are all defensive minds. Those are all guys that, that want strong defense. Even though you know Cincinnati has had a great offense this year, it's their defense that's allowed them to win blowouts. Their defense is playing really, really great football. And, and that's where kind of uh, Dan or uh, Luke Fickle kind of made his money. That's where he got his coaching start. I mean, he started first as a special teams guy, but then went over to the linebackers, defensive coordinator, that kind of stuff. So 
that would be, I think that'd be really great if Oklahoma kind of got back to the defensive aspect of football and made that their, made that their identity again, because that's part of what carried them in the two thousands under Bob Stoops. And even though as the off, even as the offense got better, they still had strong defenses. And I think that's going to be what they need as they go into the sec. I think Oklahoma has gotten to be known for good offensive football over the last two decades, but where they've struggled is defensively. And so if they can get back to being a defensive style, defensive uh, program with a hard-nosed mentality, I think that'll really suit them well as they head into the SEC because those games are going to be hard fought. They're going to be really hotly contested battles. And we saw it in the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn. Alabama is far and away the better team, but Auburn took them to four overtimes before Bama was able to win that game. And they had Bama on the ropes. It took you know a kind of a, a two-minute drill last second um, touchdown uh, drive by Bryce Young and the Crimson Tide to be able to tie that game and send it to overtime. But Auburn had their chances to win. And so that's that's going to be the, the type of games that Oklahoma is going to be locked into in the future. And it's exciting. I think it's going to be more complete football. And it's going to be a lot more fun, I think, to watch more complete football because it, at times it did get frustrating during the Lincoln-Riley tenure to not see any kind of defensive football but that's not going to be the case with this next head coaching hire because I do think that they're going to be finding a defensive mind to take the to take the reins. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Sooners. I hope you enjoy championship weekend. Enjoy time with your friend and family, friends and family. And we'll be back on Monday with our next episode. So make sure you have hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform that you listen to the show. Make sure you do the same on YouTube so that you can be aware of when new episodes drop. But until then, I'm John Williams. I say boomer, you say, we'll catch you next time.